Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Wingman. And joining us is my wife, Ruby. Hello! And our special guests, Julia, Marie France, and Craig. Hello! Hello! So guys, uh, how did you guys get introduced to the show? Well, that's kind of an interesting story. Um, I, um, because Julia is Chinese and we are transracial adoptive parents, we always try to find um, some mirrors for her because um, hashtag representation matters. Uh, <laughs> and um, we were seeing the the ads for the show before it started a couple of years ago. And I thought, okay, well, this would be something that would be really interesting for us to watch. And we watched the first episode and I wasn't real fond of it at first. Oh. Um, and it's interesting because it took a while for me to come around. Um, and the reason I didn't like it was because when I first watched it, uh, it felt very stereotypical. Right. I felt like I felt like when I laughed at the jokes, mm. I felt like I was laughing at Koreans, and it made me feel really, really uncomfortable. Okay. And so I kind of got turned off it for a little while, and partway through the season, I started watching it again. And I think what actually made me start watching it again was an interview that I heard with. Uh, Paul, who plays Appa, where he started talking about the fact that the accent that he used was based on, I think he said his father's yeah, accent. That's right. And he had worked really hard to 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 craft that accent. Right. And it just kind of made me take a step back and revisit this as more of a, um, you know, a show... F- instead of being a show by Koreans for white people, mm-hmm. <laughs> it really began to have more the flavor of a show by Koreans for Koreans. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started watching it very differently and realized that I wasn't laughing at them, but laughing with them. Yeah. And it made me watch it differently, right? Okay. And then, then I brought Craig and Julia kind of back into you know the 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 the, the, the idea of the show. And the rest of the season, we watched pretty religiously. <laughs> but I think we were into reruns at that point. Like it wasn't even during the season. It was it was so. Um, and then we uh, came to Toronto last summer. And then got our picture taken in front of the store. Found the store on our way out of town. <laughs> and got the picture taken. Um, and, you know, we, we thought it was really cool to see the store and to see, you know, because we had just watched the reruns and right. we were kind of, you know, interested at that point. Um, and then that's when kind of, I don't know, somebody reached out to me. Maybe it was you or Daniel or somebody yeah. reached out to me and said, hey, did you know that there's like a, you know, a Kim's Convenience fan group on, on your Twitter and everything? And then the rest is kind of history because, you know, since then we've been pretty religious about watching the show we went back and watched all the episodes again and make sure made sure that we hadn't missed like a single one I think you're the only family that's actually gone as far to rebrand yourself as mama <laughs> papa and mini kimbit <laughs> it, yeah it's become kind of our identity isn't it it's like you know it, it, when we talk to people you know our friends on facebook that, that we're friends with on facebook or twitter or whatever it's it's like the ones who know kim's convenience are really excited about seeing, you know, what our, our latest adventures hold. But the ones who aren't um, are either now converted or thinking about converting. Oh, yay! <laughs> we found many, many new fans. We're like, what is this Kim's Convenience thing? And I'm like, okay, no, we're not even talking. You need to go watch it and then we'll talk. Nice. <laughs> so That's awesome. We have encouraged a lot of people to start watching it and they're all hooked right away, right? That's awesome. So, yeah. They're hooked hooked a lot quicker than we were. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have such dedicated fans that are telling them, you got to watch this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you guys have probably met the cast as many times as, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think if not more than we have, yeah. depending, yeah. Well, we had a bonus one in Ottawa. Yes. But, some, <laughs> but there are some in Toronto that we've missed, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, but super jealous of your Ottawa experience. Yes. Maybe if you want to, like, go yeah. a little. Give us that. a sneak peek. That was pretty cool. And it's interesting because I'm going to give a little bit of background that I was just talking about uh, earlier today yep. uh, at uh, a Kimbit's Kimbit's gathering. Um 
so when season two started, um, we were th- we had planned during the summer that we would come to Toronto for um, the premiere of season two, and something I don't even remember what it was, but something happened to our credit cards, and we were waiting for the new credit cards to come in uh, because we were going to come up by train, yeah. and um, we were waiting for the credit cards and waiting and waiting, and I was getting really frustrated because I was seeing the train prices go up, and I couldn't book it because yeah. we didn't have any credit cards, yeah. and um, we finally did get the credit cards, but on the day after. Uh, the uh, on the day after CBC announced that on the 26th of September, yes, I remember the date. <laughs> on the 26th of September, which is the day of the premiere, they were going to, uh, well, that they were basically going on a cross-Canada tour, right. yeah. and that on the 26th, they were going to be in Ottawa. Aww. And so if right. we had gotten the credit card, like, one or two days before we would have been on our way to Toronto while Mm. the cast was coming to Ottawa, which would have been really, really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up uh, being really happy that they were coming to Ottawa. We booked our tickets right away. And then we started preparing. And I remember we were at breakfast one morning. Um, we, Our daughter goes to, to Chinese school on Saturday mornings and we always go out for breakfast and we're sitting in the restaurant and we've got like, uh, we've got a book and we're drawing ideas of what we're going to do. And, and the idea of the t-shirts came up. So we made these t-shirts, the ones that we were wearing at the gathering earlier today, yeah. which on the front say, hug me, I'm a Kimbit. And on the back, we have our Kimbit names. So mama Kimbit, papa Kimbit, mini Kimbit, and then the hashtag, okay, see you. Um, and so we decided we would make, we'd make these t-shirts and, mm-hmm. and that would be a really cool thing. Um, so we did that, but then we also got there really, really early. And yeah. so the show started at seven and we wanted to get good seats. So we got there at four o'clock and it was wow. <laughs> so hot in Ottawa that day. It was 40 degrees in September, which is unheard of. Mm. And we, but we were so prepared because I worked that day and um, before I left work, I had brought everything in with me. I had a cooler that had like water bottles galore. I had, you know, all my ice water in there. We had like <laughs> half frozen, but bo- like we were ready to be out there for several hours. <laughs> now, we had also made these Kimbit treats um, for Julia and I had worked on the Kimbit treats that we made for the cast, but mm-hmm. also we had wrapped about 150 of them individually to give to fans who were waiting to get Aww, into the show. That's so sweet. So during that three hours, we kept going up and down the line and offering these wow. treats to people. And some of them thought that we were actually with the, with the, sh- the show um, and they didn't realize we weren't until much later um but still that evening uh and so we were handing these out and it was you know like it was just something to keep ourselves busy but also like to share you know our Mm. love of you know of the show and so um then at just before seven o'clock um the cast came out and did this kind of red carpet-ish type thing. Uh, and so they're all standing there and we're just, we're so in love with these people, right? <laughs> we're, just, we're so happy to see them and just, um, and we had already met um, Simu and we had met, who else did we meet in Nicole. the summer? We had met Nicole and she wasn't there in Ottawa, but um, who else had we met? We had met Andrew and we hadn't met Mr. Chin yet. We met him later, but yeah, so we had met Andrew and Simu already. Um, And so, and Nicole. And so I had tweeted earlier that we were bringing treats for the cast and um, Simu had reacted to it. So he knew that I was bringing something. (laughs) And so we're standing there and we've got our t-shirts on and they look over and they're like, oh, look, hug me. I'm a Kimbit. And Jean says, oh my God, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hug them. And she takes a step forward and she stops and she says, oh, can we do that? (laughs) And she looks over at the CBC people and the promo people, whoever those people were, and nobody says anything. They're all like, we don't know. know. Um, And so I just, I just went out on a limb and said, I say yes. And she (laughs) came straight towards us. And so she gave us like, you know, the really awesome photo op hugs where like the nice slow hug. We have a beautiful picture of her hugging oh. Julia, which is really, really cool. Hey. Um, and so then, you know, she went back and they, as they were going in uh, back into the, the venue, Simu looked over at us and waved 
And uh, I showed him the tin that I had of the, mm. the treats. And so he came over and gave us hugs and said, like, you know, it was nice to see us again and all this, which was just really cool on its own. Yeah. Right. And um, then he took the tin uh, and away, away they went. And so during the show, one of the things they did in the early part of the show was they did um, selfie with a stranger. So um, you take a picture with someone you don't know and you post it on, on Twitter with the hashtag selfie with a stranger mm. uh, and the OKCU and everything else. And it was just such a cool idea. Um, and so at one point there was a break. I don't think it was an intermission, but there was some kind of break. And I was looking through, just scrolling through Twitter and to see the what pictures people yeah. had posted. <laughs> and one of the pictures that was there um, was a picture that someone took backstage of them eating the, the right. kibbit treats. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's been retweeted recently, too. Yeah, I, I <laughs> tweeted it when I said that I was bringing those treats today. Oh, right. So, oh. <laughs> so, um, so at that point, I was like, our evening was made, right? Yeah. Like, this was like the greatest evening ever. It was just so cool. We could have gone home at that point and everything would have been fine. Um, and so at the end of the show... Um, Andrew started talking about um, how Ottawa had some of the best fans. And we're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and so then he says, he starts talking about the show that he did at Bad Dog Theater in Toronto a couple of months before. And I'm sitting here and I'm just hitting Craig, right? I'm like, oh, that's the show that we were at. (laughs) And he says, this family from Toronto, um, or sorry, this family from Ottawa drove all the way to Toronto to come see this show. And I thought that in my my head I said oh my god that's us but as it turns out I actually shouted it really really loud (laughs) (laughs) and so so I'm like that's us that's us and so he points right at us and he says there they are and he says they bought they made t-shirts today you know and they brought us treats and we decided that we'd like to have them you know come up on stage so we could do something a little special for them So we're just, you know, like, this is the most exciting thing ever, right? For sure. So we come out and it was just the most wonderful thing. Like this, this wasn't, um, I don't believe that this was a sort of, you know, last minute thing. I mean, there, there was a lot of planning that had gone into this, right. like this, like clearly the staff all knew that we were going to be coming up oh, and wow. they're kind of, you know, escorting us onto the stage and we get up on stage and Appa is there welcoming us on and hugging <laughs> us. It's just like, it's just the most surreal thing. That's awesome. And so then we get on stage and, um, of course everyone had been, you know, hoping that Simu would take his shirt off (laughs) and they had been hinting about it all evening because it was so dreadfully hot in there there was no air conditioning it was really really hot and so then they said well we'd like for this family to have a really great picture with the cast and to Mm. make it even better we're gonna get Simu to take his shirt off (laughs) and so it was super awkward and so I was standing there with my arm around one arm around my husband and the other arm around shirtless Simu and I just remember kind of like not wanting to like um, not wanting to be inappropriate with him, right? Like I had my, my hand on his side and I was like, I didn't want to, I, I, I was just careful not to touch him too much because yeah. it yeah. was just kind of, you know, I didn't want to invade his space. <laughs> and so as we're standing there waiting for the picture to be taken, Andrew just goes into all kinds of stories and it felt like it was about 10 minutes. And <laughs> I've seen the video and it's only about a minute and a half, but it really did feel That's like That's still a long 10. time, yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I was just like, okay, I, you know, I hope I'm not making Simu feel uncomfortable. Um, and so then we got these really cool pictures and, and, you know, my biggest concern was, oh, but I, you know, I gave one of my friends uh, my phone. I thought, what if she doesn't know how to use it or if something happens or whatever, you know, that uh, anyways, I didn't need to, because clearly there were so many people taking pictures <laughs> and like, I didn't need to take pictures because so many of them showed up and the videos and everything. Like there was just so many uh, things that showed up on, on Twitter. So it was cool because we had this really cool and actually for Christmas this year, I I did. I did, took um, the best picture that we have, and I made three copies and put them in frames and gave it to all three of us, so we each have a copy Aww. of it. I yes. felt a little bit awkward because <laughs> he was shirtless and I was just there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember her just kind of like turning her head away, like uh, I don't want to see this. And I think Andrea also felt tried the same way. to. She like shielded your eyes a little Aww. bit, didn't she? Oh, that's yes, so she's cute. very yeah. protective. <laughs> 
so yeah, it was. Um, and and so after the show, uh, there are people who actually came up to us and said, um, you know, we didn't realize that you guys were just fans. Like we oh. thought you guys were part of you know the CBC team. Um, and then they were just so like this older um well two couples who were older and they were just so excited for us you know like just not at all the the demographics that you would have thought but they were just they could see how excited we were right and i remember just driving home and thinking like this was just the most incredible evening ever like it was really really fantastic and that's the kind of stuff that we get from from this cast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they put themselves out there, and um, they just make sure that that fans have the best possible experience with every single um, e- event that goes on, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. So that's, that's really amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cast is phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. we met them a couple times, as I mentioned a couple times in this podcast, but. Your story is probably the one that most people have seen yes. on Twitter. And like, I wish How that, that was happen? me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and it's funny because there's there's so much background there that people like people don't realize, yeah. right? Yes. They're like, yes. "How did that happen?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, they gave us like they gave us a gift bag of goodies, and um, they they kept us on stage until the end of the show, and then um, when the lights went out, we had an opportunity. I mean, just a couple of minutes, but still, we had an opportunity to talk to every single one of them, like, and just tell them what the show meant to us and what their presence there meant to us, and um, how amazing when you're so passionate about something to be able to have that opportunity to you know tell them like you know this is like these are the reasons why you guys are so important to us which they don't get to necessarily know otherwise right and it, i'm sure it's great for them to know what a difference they make in people's lives too mm-hmm. exactly i'm sure it helps them with their roles and like it yeah. keeps them motivated too right for to, sure to do their best and make sure that their fans are happy with everything so yeah. it, it's really it's really touching and i remember that evening we were watching the season premiere <laughs> at Bad Dog Theater because they allowed us to use the space, which was yeah. great. And uh, Mr. Meta and Terrence and Gerald came to visit us to spend the night with the fans that were in Toronto because so cool. we didn't get the tour. <laughs> you get everything else. We just got the tour. <laughs> so yeah, that was really sweet of them. And it yeah. was just like, oh, wow. It's like, you're not on the tour, but you're here to spend yeah. the night with us. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Who does that, right? That's right. We had met Terrence too. I don't know if we had met him, but we saw him at least. And we had seen Tina, too. We had seen Tina Jung. Mm, right. Right. Um, right, right. She was there. I'm trying to think of who else was in Toronto that night. But. Uh, that day, Gavin Williams, who plays the yes. serial guy, a.k.a. Yes. also the Appa Pay guy. Yeah. I love him. Oh, yes. my gosh. He's so good. He's adorable. Yeah. He is. He really is. That's right. Okay. So just diving into this episode again, we're talking about Wingman and actually it's a big episode, especially for Mr. Chin. He's featured prominently because mm-hmm. he he's actually asking Appa for, for Advice, help. Yeah, because yeah, he needs a Wingman. He's <laughs> he's found somebody who's who's potentially going to be big in his life that isn't Ginger. <laughs> actually, right. now that I think about it, she she was a blonde, right? Uh, no, or was she, she a, a ginger? She, I think she, she was a ginger. She was a ginger. <laughs> oh, right. Because I was like, wait. I just she, watched she it again a few days ago. Her. I'm trying to remember, but I yeah. think she is a ginger. Yeah, that's right. See, it's connecting. Mm, yes. All these connections, right? <laughs> that sometimes you don't make the connection and then somebody talks about it and you go, oh, really? I totally missed yes. that. Yes. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, especially when you guys are talking to people regularly, right? You yeah. you, you get so many different insights and, and yeah, I think she was a ginger. <laughs> That, that's the fun thing about the community. We'll just be talking about it because we all probably have rewatched it at least a handful of times and we all notice different things. That's right. So, and every time you watch it, you notice different things. Yeah, exactly. And you go, wait a minute. How did I not see that the first three times I watched it? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, what? How did I miss that? It's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe your friend was the ginger. Well, maybe it was her friend. One was, of them was One of them was ginger. definitely ginger. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to go back and watch this Rewatch now. this. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we put the podcast on pause to actually confirm that Ilanka, the, the, the hairdresser date, she was a ginger. Is a ginger? <laughs> Sorry, is a ginger. But uh, yeah, it's funny how they always put those little things into the show that you yes! don't notice. I know. I was just thinking that, right? Like 
And it's funny that none of us really, until we started talking about it, mm-hmm. it never really clicked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it should have, really. <laughs> it's like, it's very obvious, but oh, you just don't notice gosh. it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I know. So, yeah, I mean, going into the double date, it's actually one of the first episodes in like the whole series that Amma is actually really happy. Because you notice that, especially in the beginning episode, she's always trying to play the glue in the family, trying to uh, bring Jung, still kind of keep in contact with Jung while, you know, working at the store with Appa and trying to make sure that Janet is still happy in the family. But mm-hmm. it's really refreshing to see Emma actually happy. Like, oh, we got a date night out. Okay, let's go. It's like, well, well, I, I was supposed to go out and be the wingman for Mr. Chin. Yeah, yeah, date night. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, yeah, it's really interesting about Jean's character. Uh, this is one of the very few episodes that Emma really gets to be happy. Well, I think she's happy in general. It's just not like, you know, single life, do whatever I want, happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think it's, you know, later on we see her happy when she's dancing, when she, like there's yeah. very specific things make her happy yeah like things that are her passion yeah she's very artistic and i think you know i mean and she doesn't get to be artistic in her work that's right but those are the times where we see her really be happy is when she's dancing when she's Mm -hmm. singing karaokeing when she's you know (laughs) when she's out with friends when she's actually doing something that she enjoys and i think Mm -hmm. she lets her guard down too right yes Yes, definitely where we see her you know for example in scenes with pastor nina where she's just always you know misunderstanding things or yeah yeah, just making sure that appearances are kept up and um there's that anxiety but like when she's out you know dancing or singing or out with friends you see that wall come down Mm -hmm. and it's a neat thing to see yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah jumping back to the date uh it's actually a really big episode for mr chin and like john ang who plays mr chin you know, he's featured quite a bit in season one, not so much in season two, but he's got a lot of like very key scenes with Appa, usually in the case where uh, he's he's brought in and Appa is having some sort of issue. Inventing and, moments. <laughs> yeah, and then Appa makes that realization, which I mentioned a couple times in this podcast. But uh, Mr. Chin himself, I, I know you've actually met John Ng a couple times. Which most of the fans yeah, haven't, yeah. Well, I think it comes with being in Ottawa, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's <Bonus>. fair. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and um, we met him under some really interesting circumstances. Um, he, uh, I don't really know what led to this, but uh, there's... Th- there's this whole hockey rivalry, right, between like <laughs> oh. fans and 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 cast, and uh, at one point, I think John kind of jumped in to like something and made a comment about being a Habs fan. Um, now, <laughs> my grandfather played for Montreal uh, from 1946 to 1951, oh. and. Um, he passed away a couple of years ago, but before he passed away, one of his favorite hobbies was um, signing and handing out hockey cards. Oh, that's mm, cool. That's so sweet. And so he always had a stack full of them. And when he <laughs> passed away, they were kind of divided amongst the grandchildren. Mm. And we were told, go and distribute these. Mm. And... Um, Every time we do, there's like this sense that we're, you know, doing good and we're making him proud because yeah. there was nothing that he liked more than than to do that. Now, um, I sent John a message on Twitter, I believe, and just basically said, hey, uh, you know, I've got um, an autographed card of, you know, my grandfather's. If, if you're interested, you know, you can have one. And he got very, very excited because little <laughs> did I know that John is um, not only a huge hockey fan, he's also a huge fan of um, kind of historical hockey stories in general. Wow. Um, and more particularly on um, people of color in hockey. Okay. And so um, we had some great chats about that uh, it's just kind of a it, it's a it's a neat you know niche interest mm-hmm. yeah. now my grandfather was not a person of color but um but is you know did play for the habs um historically clearly <laughs> um and so he got very very excited about this okay. so we um basically I, I you know i told him i said you know let's find a way for me to get this to you i don't know if you're in ottawa now or actually he wasn't in ottawa then he was in winnipeg he was um doing a play out there so whenever you get back to ottawa let me know yeah mm-hmm. and so he had a couple of weeks 
weeks in Ottawa and we made arrangements for him to come over to my office and yep. um, <laughs> pick up the card. And so that day I um, I kept Julia home from school. Well, not home. I brought her to work with me uh, mm-hmm. because I figured that, you know, it would be cool for her to meet him as well. Yeah. Uh, and Craig uh, works just down the street from me. So when he was done work, he kind of oh. came by. over to my nice. office. Uh, and the timing just worked out perfectly that when John arrived, we were all there. And he came in and we sat and we chatted and he must have sat in my office for, it was over an hour for sure. And just like we chatted about everything under the sun. He's so easy to talk to. And one of the things that, you know, if people haven't seen him in other roles, one of the things that people might not realize is he doesn't actually, not only is he not like his character, um, he doesn't look at all like his character. Like if you saw him walking down the street, you probably wouldn't recognize him. Uh, he's he's actually quite handsome. <laughs> very, very good looking. Um, and he's very, very young looking, which is yeah. quite different than what we see in the show. Yeah. He mentioned that they do do they do quite a bit, obviously, to, to, to age him, right. um, to, to make him look, uh, you know, more kind of the, the same age as as Appa's character in, yeah. in the show. Um, but when you see him, he's just so youthful looking. I barely recognized him, but he yeah. was wearing a Habs hat, so I knew it had to be him. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, he uh, yeah he just sat with us and we chatted and um, he really you know he just gave us so much of his time that day mm-hmm. and and you know only left because I kind of said okay well we should probably not monopolize your time <laughs> you, we should probably let you go now we probably said that about four or five times before you know he actually left oh. but mm-hmm. it was just a really really neat day and um, and again you know I mean it's funny because. We don't, unless we get to know the actors, we don't necessarily know how much or how little they resemble the characters. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. And, yeah. and you know, Mr. Chin is not... Mr. Chin at all. <laughs> yeah, like he, he, the, the character is not overly likable in the sense that, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say he's not likable. He's, he's um, um, I don't want to use bad words um, on a podcast, but he's a poop disturber. Um, <laughs> he, he stirs the pot a lot. And you know, okay. like my, my feeling about him is he's he's there to stir the pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's these really great things that come out of it, but he's not like Frank. You know, Frank has yeah. like this, yeah. this insight and he's annoying, but, <laughs> but, you know, in the end you kind of go huh you know what he makes sense yeah Frank yeah. makes a lot of sense Mr. Chin is more like you know he'll have kind of that look of like um, and, and I know I'm jumping ahead to season two but the um, the episode where um, uh, Ama wins the award yeah. you know he's he oh. took so much pleasure in watching <laughs> right up a squirm you know like it's just you, you just look at him and you're like oh you are evil <laughs> but uh, you know he, he's he seems to be anyway and you know the times that I've spoken to him he just seems to be such a sweet man and so not at all like this character that he yeah. plays you know on the show uh, and so I, I love the, the the wingman episode because you you again you do see a different side I think mm-hmm. of Mr. Chin mm-hmm. where he's not stirring the pot but although he is kind of indirectly um, because, because up a <laughs> Does get in trouble and isn't that always the goal when Mr. Chin is around? But um, you see Mr. Chin really kind of reaching out and kind of going, "Okay, you know what? I yeah. I'm, I need your help here, yeah. right? And let's 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 go out. You know, oh, you'll be my wingman, okay? Yeah. But he does, and uh, you know, I think back to the, the the I don't know how recently you watched the the, the episode, um, but we just watched it last week again, and there's the bathroom scene where yeah. he's just basically like, you know, you're like a terrible wingman. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you not just you know find nice things to say about me which just leads to the ridiculously hilarious situation where Appa is trying to compliment yeah. him and is just <laughs> so like great. awkward yes exactly yeah. he's just so awkward in the things that he says and 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 so to me you know a good supporting character is someone who brings the absolute best out of the main characters and to me that episode brings this side of Appa that that you know couldn't have been uncovered any other way and and it just creates this wonderful comedy magic, right? Yeah. And so I love, I love that 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 you know, technically we kind of see that as Mr. Chin's episode, mm-hmm. um, but it's the episode where Mr. Chin really makes you know Appa shine, yeah. Yeah. shine in in a really terrible.
normal way, but, <laughs> but that's usually what Mr. Chin does. I mean, yeah. let's, let's face it, right? Um, so, but it's also the episode, you know, although, you know, we, we love it because, because we love Mr. Chin, because we love John. It's also the episode where um, Janet calls on Jung um, because, of course, Appa and Amma go out and there's the plumbing problem and she's like, oh, you know, I'll just call a plumber and don't call a plumber. It's going to cost too much money. Right. And so fine, fine, fine. I'll fix it. And she can't fix it. And she calls Jung yeah. and Jung comes in and while he's there, somebody comes in to rob the store. Right. And again, one of the funniest moments, for, uh, like, you know, there are moments and I'm going to kind of like take just a, a little sidestep here. We used to run a stand up comedy business. And oh, so we've oh. seen a lot of comedy and we became very jaded after a while to the point that, you know, when things are funny, you you laugh on the inside. Like okay. people don't really see you laugh and they're like, oh, oh did she not find that funny? So, no, I thought it was hilarious. I just it takes a lot for me to actually LOL. <laughs> like if I laugh out loud, it's got to be hilarious. And okay. one of the most hilarious parts, and I don't know why I find it so funny is um, of course when when Jung um, is uh, so the robber comes in and, and tries to hold up the store and Jung just kind of turns and kind of says, hey, you know, that's a nice knife. I'm going to buy that knife. So yeah. you're not really holding up the store. We're going to make this legit. Uh, oh, but I only have $50. And he says, oh, yeah. the knife cost me 60 And Janet reaches into her pocket right away. Oh, I've got $15. And he says, okay, $75 for the knife. And Janet's like, 65 <laughs> And it makes me laugh because it's just so ridiculous. I mean, again, we're talking about the characters being so different from the actors. Right. You've got Jung, who is very good at numbers. Yeah. Jung, Simu is yeah. very, very good at numbers. Jung, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Um, and it's just such, you know, when you when you know how how bright um, and you know, like Simu is just the most, you know, he's such a smart guy. Yeah. Like this is not a mistake that he would ever make. Right. But it's actually kind of very typical for Jung to make that kind of mistake. <laughs> but what I find really interesting is. This is kind of that moment where, you know, if we take all of the episodes together, we see um, that kind of wave towards showing Jung as, you know, not not overly smart. And, and that's, yeah. you know, in, in that moment where he's, you know, having trouble with numbers mm -hmm. uh, and not so good at math. The other thing that comes out is is his street smarts. Mm -hmm. And and throughout the episodes, I find we've seen a lot of um, uh, Jung having a bit of an immaturity in terms of um, how to live life in the in the the things that a father normally would have shown you mm -hmm. after the age of sixteen, right? right? How not to be a dick to your girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, you know, those are things that that you know a good, strong, you know, yeah. um, you know, male figure. male father figure would would teach you right and he hasn't necessarily had that and so sometimes he doesn't make the best decisions um, <laughs> so, so you know things like that are just you know there's a lot of a lot of situations where you see Jung just not knowing how to deal with real life social situations that you know you can kind of see that as coming from uh, you know that that the fact that he hasn't had that father figure in his life for you know the formative years right, right. Mm -hmm. but then you've got this straight smart of him yeah. where in this situation he remains 100% calm and finds this incredibly creative solution mm. to this problem yeah. and gets you know you know gets out of this mm -hmm. having lost only fifty dollars of the store's money mm -hmm. and uh, not only that he was saving the kid's life i think absolutely. like that was one of the main goals for him he didn't want yeah. the kid to kind of repeat what he did because right? he knew what that was like and yeah. he knew you know and 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 so there's this sensitivity there there's the street smart and so i love this episode for that aspect of it of seeing mm -hmm. yet another layer of jung right yeah. because jung has been this character that's been that's been revealed bit by bit and right. I believe it's also the episode where we find out that he left home at 16 yes it is it's when Shannon mm -hmm. says oh you mean when you left home at 16 yeah, and you, you hadn't right. seen your father that's right. and and so it kind of you know slips out because she's heard it from someone else and yeah. and that's <laughs> how we Andrew. find out yeah. you know because until then it's like what happened what happened you know um, and then you've got all the inside jokes that go with that when Janet leaves him in the store and says mm. you know don't steal anything like <laughs> these little things the yeah. other part that I love in this episode is I think it's the first time 
time we hear Janet do that scream, you know, the, 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 the deep shout as she's going up the stairs because she wants to warn John yeah. that, 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 uh, Appa Appa back, or that yeah. uh, just up, I guess is coming. She, she does that, you know, is just a, why are you shouting? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up now upstairs. Every time she does that shout, I laugh hysterically. <laughs> like it is so good. Yeah. And I can't even replicate it because it would hurt my throat so badly. <laughs> but every time she does it, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. So like, seriously, like that's why it's, you know, one of my favorite episodes. There's just so much good in it. And there's so much story development that happens. It, mm-hmm. it brings, I find every episode really brings the story um, forward. Right. Yeah, we evolves. find out a little, it evolves. Yeah. We, find out a little bit more about everyone really mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wow nice. uh yeah especially all that part about jung it, i never really looked at it at that angle but it is true i mean every, every point of it mm-hmm. uh there's that even point earlier when he walks into the store and he says to janet yeah you, you know that drink we used to have as kids yogurt uh, too yogurt too. and it's like <laughs> wait a minute i just realized it's yogurt <laughs> But the funny thing is, like, uh, growing up, I had a lot of those same things. Because in Korean, uh, there are a lot of different words like that. Like, kopi, which is coffee. And orange, which is orange. Orange. (laughs) (laughs) Even for Chinese, it's like, tofu is tofu. Well, I guess that's... Tofu is tofu, yes. And uh, I had another one. Salmon yu. Salmon (laughs) yu, which is salmon. (laughs) And then yu means fish. Yeah. Oh, of course, salmon fish. Yeah, Yeah. salmon fish. So... Oh, interesting. Yeah, but when you're growing up, you don't realize these things because your parents are always saying it. And then it's like, orange. Orange. Oh, I got it. But uh, yeah, I I totally related with Jung and Jenna at that moment. I'm like... Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> so we know you really loved Wingman, but is this the definite episode? Are there any other episodes that you love just as much? I think it's probably my favorite episode in terms of comedy. In terms of tender moments, there are mm-hmm. a lot of other episodes that have these this before. amazing tender moments mm-hmm. that have kind of become some of my favorite moments. But as far as, and I think I think others tend to gravitate towards those moments when asked, you know, what their favorites okay. are. So I'm going to put those aside and let somebody else kind of talk about those. But um, my other favorite comedic moment is the one between Jung and Kim Chi, um, in the handyman episode okay. mm-hmm. where it, v- at the very, very beginning. And this is <laughs> when people start, when, when, when I introduce people to Kim's convenience, mm-hmm. I get them to watch this episode first because okay. in the first five minutes, you've got yeah. enough comedy to, like, if you're going to, if you're going to like the show, you're going to like it in those first five minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the one where Jung comes out and asks what's wrong with the toilet. And <laughs> Kim Chi says, I fixed it. <laughs> you fixed it. So now it's broken. And then I always get the next part wrong, but um, somebody else here can probably get it right. Julia, you're, you're good at this part. So, you know what we're talking about? I know you've kind of phased out from our conversation here, but so Jung comes out and says, the toilet's broken. Why is the toilet broken? And kimchi says, I fixed it. And then what? Then what happens? He says, you fixed it, so now it's broken? He says, no. Right. I fixed it from spraying water all over me. And then Jung says, oh, so why was it doing that? He says, because I broke it. <laughs> and then, then Jung says, so now we can't use the toilet? And he says, oh, no, we can use it. We just can't flush it. Yeah. <laughs> or you can use the bucket. And Jung says, oh, where's the bucket? And Kimchi says, I guess you need a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the reason that's my favorite is because that has become the thing in our family when someone's grumpy. So when somebody's grumpy and we want to kind of lighten the mood, <laughs> we just kind of look at each other and we go, guess we need a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. so I actually told Paul this oh, yeah. um, when we m- met him in Ottawa um, it, because I wanted him to know, you know, just those little things that affect mm-hmm. um how it, our everyday lives, right? Yeah. It's not just it's not just when we're watching the show. It's the things that carry over, and this mm-hmm. is carried over. And at, mm-hmm. at that time, in particular, we were using <laughs> that line a lot. I don't know why, but um, and so that's my favorite moment. I think in terms of 
And that whole episode is just hilarious. I mean, it's the mm. Balcock episode. It's the yeah. you know, like, it's just such a good episode. Yeah. But that part at the beginning, I, you know, I love it for so many reasons. And like I said, one of the reasons is just because when someone is new to Kim's Convenience, yeah. I get them to go straight to that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it in that first five minutes, you're probably not going to like the show because right. this just, it's so typical of the relationship yes. between Jung and Kim Chi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of the type of comedy that you see, you know, throughout the show. Yeah, Yeah. really well written jokes and even better delivered. You know, I mean, it's 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 the whole package. I mean, these are fantastic performers, Mm -hmm. but they have really solid writing that that, you know, underneath all of this. And it's just that's what makes the show great is the fact that it's just such a great combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I completely agree. So, looking forward to season three, if season three happens. I know! Hint, hint, CBC. Come on, CBC, are you listening? So, make sure that you're hashtagging KC season three and letting CBC know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for season three, if it happens, uh, what are you looking forward to? You know, we talked about this, you know, last night on a long car ride. And and I think we all have differing um, opinions on what we want to have happen. Um <laughs> There's the whole, obviously, you know, the the Shannon Jung relationship. Mm -hmm. Will it? Won't it? I was quite disappointed that we had to wait till the very last episode for anything to happen on that. Um, And by that, good build up. It it was. It was a good build up. But by that time, I felt that um, it was kind of, you know, I I didn't, I almost didn't want it to happen as much. Mind Mm. you, I cheered Mm -hmm. an awful lot when this happened. I guess I convinced myself that I didn't really want it to happen, but you know, deep down inside, I really did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it's left it's left us on a really interesting cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you think about it, you know, we've got an interesting situation now where Jung's already given his resignation, yeah. but doesn't. Spoiler alert, right? Um, there, he doesn't have a job to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, what is he going to do? Is he going to go beg Shannon for his job back, which would mean getting Kimchi out of his new job as ass man? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, there's just this really this really interesting dynamic there that Mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested in seeing how they're going to resolve because of course Shannon's also really upset with him right now because he knew he was leaving and let you know let her throw him a prom and all this (laughs) and and you know like the 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 whole emotional you know charge of you know those two kisses and Mm -hmm. and so it'll be interesting to see how all of that is going to happen I think I would like for Oh, if this was real life, I would like for Jung not to work there anymore so that there yeah. isn't the tension. Mm-hmm. And so that that relationship um, hopefully could kind of, you know, gets a chance. F- yeah. 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 Um, I mean, really, who has liked Alejandro? I mean, he's, I'm sure he's a lovely person. But, but really, I mean, you know, we all really wanted to hate him. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I'd be glad for him to be out of the picture because I think Shannon is a very different person with him and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, one could argue she's a better person but um, you know I, I think she's um, she's changed a lot since mm-hmm. she's been with Alejandro and yeah. I liked kind of the pre-Alejandro Shannon yeah. you know better yeah. um, because Shannon and I could be best friends we're, we're very um, it, like I, I feel like we have the same level of awkwardness in social situations and yeah. I totally get her. <laughs> and so I know nothing about Nicole personally, but I think if Shannon was like an actual person, she and I could definitely be best friends. <laughs> uh, and, and so I think, you know, and, and I, I don't, I, um, I find Jung has not treated ladies very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen that a lot. And, and, and I think I would like to see something better for Shannon. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. now he puts her first, right? Like, so he's been not so nice with other people so that he can put her in priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, it's kind of like, he's a little bit smarmy around the ladies. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think Shannon actually deserves like a really, 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 really nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, don't mean to be like pooping all over Jung. Simu, I love you, but you know, <laughs> Jung's a bit of a jerk. Uh, um, so I'm not sure what I want to happen there. And it's interesting because uh, I know Craig was saying that um, he kind of was hoping for um, a Janet Gerald um, thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of came up on Twitter before mm. the episode, I think, where um, Gerald him. had the girlfriend oh. Oh, right. uh, yeah. who was, who really, really liked Janet and wanted to be just like her. And, <laughs> 
it, it came up around that time. And I remember thinking, no, absolutely not. Like these guys are <laughs> such good friends and having a relationship would just totally ruin that. Right. And mm-hmm. so I don't want that to happen at all. Right. And I really wondered how she would react with him having the girlfriend. And it's interesting because even though there were things that were kind of... Um, I just love how they how they wrote this in, right? She wasn't jealous. Yeah. Like at no point was she um, did she show any kind of um, emotions towards Gerald. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, she there was this negative reaction towards his girlfriend, but mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with jealousy. Right. Yeah, right. which was just really really refreshing. It was mm-hmm. almost like a I don't think she's good enough for you, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of I want to be with yeah. you, and mm-hmm. more in the sense of. Um, she She's just a weird a, person. She just yeah. rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. But there was really no jealousy there mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, her, you know, going after and and I liked that. I liked the fact that that it didn't end up in Gerald and Janet, you yeah. know, kissing or something like that cuz that would have been really disappointing to me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I I um, but you know we were talking about different combinations that uh, would be kind of interesting, um, and we we want Terrence to find someone. We yeah. just yes. I I think in season two we've seen a little bit more of Terrence, mm-hmm. more than just in the background. <laughs> we've seen that he's actually quite intelligent yeah um he uh you know he's a, a huge book lover mm-hmm. um and is um one of those people who's like and throughout he's just this happy guy yes. and people treat him like like <laughs> crap yeah he's just the nicest guy like yeah. and you and 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 you love to hate him but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'll tell you that's one thing that you Julia is very protective of Terrence. Yeah. And so every time they're mean to him, she gets so upset. <laughs> so it's kind of cute because she's, you know, she just doesn't see why they should treat him that way. Yeah. And really, with Kimchi as ass man, what's going to happen to Terrence? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, so, he did say he can fire him. <laughs> exactly. He did. He did. And, and no one would put that past him, right? Yeah. And, and I think it would be interesting to see how Kimchi does as ass man. Yes. yes. Uh, but not for too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I, apart from that, like I don't, I don't think there's anything in particular that you know. Okay. We, I, I just love how the writers have have allowed this to evolve, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't even in my wildest dreams imagine the scenarios that they, that they have. Um, I mean. I, I think whatever they come up with is going to be pure gold as, as everything else has been. So I'm yeah. just really looking forward. If we do get a season three, I'm just look, really looking and four and five and six up to 10 at least. Um, <laughs> because now, now that, now that we've done the big, the big reveal, mm-hmm. uh, we've just gotten ourselves a license plate that says, okay, see you. Um, and so uh, I'm really, really hoping that we will have many more seasons because if not, that was a huge waste of money. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't because even if we just have those two seasons honestly it would not be a waste of money because um i love that um that it makes people sit up and take notice and yeah. perhaps make them go and let's check out what this okay see you thing yeah, is like, yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. yeah so um so i i and and frankly it just represents so so much of you know the show right that it's every one of us says it to each other and it means <laughs> something to yeah. us yeah and when we went to get the plates on the vehicle um it was a bit of a uh, complex um, situation. We had to go back a couple of times. And at the end of the day, when we were leaving, the lady who I dealt with, who knew nothing about Kim's convenience oh. when I walked in there, but knew an awful lot when I left. She um, she literally, when I left, the last thing she said to me was, okay, see you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got <convenience>. you. <laughs> so I'm really hoping she went home last night and, um, you know, Googled Kim, it, yeah. Kim's convenience. And, That'd be cute. Yeah. <laughs> awesome story. So, you know, one of the things that I think is really important to talk about is the the importance of having really strong uh, shows, movies, social media, uh, representing Asians, especially in our family, because we are a transracial adoption, adoptive family. Um, we have a daughter who is growing up in a white family and, you know, is very much removed from her birth culture. We owe it to ourselves and to her to make sure that we have, uh, that we're able to present models to her. And I, I talked about this earlier in the podcast, but I think it, 
you know, that's one of the most important things for us in making sure that she has people to look up to. So in terms of, you know, seeing, uh, for example, if we're watching, you know, Grey's Anatomy, well, you've got Sandra Oh playing a doctor. It's important for her to see people um, in the media who are playing not just the nerdy kid on the bus or not just, you know, the really smart kid in school or not just, you know, all of those stereo, the bad driver or the, you know, I mean, there's so many horrible, you know, Asian stereotypes. And we don't want her to grow up thinking that she's a stereotype. We want her to grow up you know, with the pride of being of of being Asian, of being Chinese, and um, you know she's you know it, it, she's interested in acting as well, and so she's just starting to get into acting now, and the fact that she can watch the show that has you know really a cast that is a majority of of Asians. I mean, you know Shannon Shannon's kind of the odd one out in in, in this, which yeah, I think is really and cool. Gerald and Terrence and Gerald yeah. and Ter- Terrence, mm-hmm. but in terms of you know your your you know your main six characters. Yeah. Yeah. you've got and and to see a show where Asians are the majority mm-hmm. and that is a show you know a show that's successful that's successful but mm-hmm. also you know um, Margaret Cho uh, did a show many many years ago in the states and and you know there was a lot of concern that her show was very stereotypical and was you know laughing at Asians yeah. mm-hmm. and like I said when the when I first watched Kim's Convenience I kind of thought it was that kind of show and it, the fact that it made me sit back and go oh I don't like this mm-hmm. I, I you know I'm happy about that because yeah. it means that you know it means that I put enough thought into exactly mm-hmm. right. um, but I love that this is a show that really is um, appeals to everyone Mm -hmm. um, but more particularly really appeals to the Asian demographic who Mm -hmm. can see themselves in it because part of what we do is we watch it in terms of you know um, cultural understanding too Um, one of my favorite authors is a lady by the name of Lisa C from Mm -hmm. whom I have learned more about Chinese culture than any other author because she really researches her books before she writes them and um, I find that media can, in all its forms, can teach us so much if we're listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us that our daughter have not only those models, you know, to, to look up to, yeah. but also to, you know, it, if she wants to become an actress someday, she doesn't need to be an Asian actress. She can mm-hmm. just be an actress. Right. Yes. right. Right? And there are so many more roles that are opening up for people like her. She auditioned recently for a role that was specifically for, you know, an Asian child, sort of around her age, a little bit younger. She didn't get the part, but even just being able to audition for those types of roles, mm-hmm. yeah. that's something that was unheard of years ago. And yes. now I think we're seeing more and more Asians in media, mm-hmm. which means that she may have a very prolific career if she, you know, decides to make that mm-hmm. you know a career yeah. um, and this show is just so great in showing that those opportunities right. for are really great really deep roles mm-hmm. are out there and more particularly in Canadian television which is just really fantastic yes absolutely so I love that about this show and I love the oper- the I love that it just you know it, it it exemplifies kind of you know really um, important you know component in our particular lives mm-hmm. and just allows us great opportunities for discussion because we do that an awful lot too right we talk about every episode what did you see <laughs> what did you see what did you think oh you know does our family do that you know in some way and you know how is that different from how we do things you know in our family and um it's cool that we have you know a show that we can do that with awesome no i mean totally agree and glad you brought up all these points <laughs> but uh yeah thanks so much for joining us marie julia Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig, Craig over in the peanut gallery. Thank you so much for having us. This was really fun. So remember everyone to push CBC for hashtag KC season three. If you have any other comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to what you're talking podcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeQN82. And you can also follow Marie Mama Kimbit at referee fan or mini Kimbit at Julia Jang 13. Remember, if you get Appa to be your wingman, you might get stuck in the love shack with Mr. Chin and two Russian hair stylists. Until the next time. Okay, okay see, see you. you.